Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church. This is a podcast designed to connect what happens on Sunday to your everyday life lived with your host, Jay Ewing, one of the pastors here at Calvary Bible, along with a good friend, a partner in ministry, a, a really genuine guy, loves the Lord, John Boyle. How's it going, man? Good. How are you, Jay? Good, man. Yeah, and he also is the executive pastor of Calvary Bible Church, but he wouldn't want me to tell you that. <laughs> How's it going? Really? It's good? Yeah. Wednesday it's morning? Great. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. I see that we both have our uh, our coffee mugs. No, 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 no. no I don't have a coffee mug. Yours is tea. I have a tea mug. A tea mug? <laughs> that sounds so boring. No way, man. It's delicious. <laughs> a tea mug, huh? Yeah. I have had less than one cup of coffee in my entire life. Did you know that? <laughs> That's amazing. That's true, actually. <laughs> I probably had... No, I can't say that about tea. I actually like tea. So I drink it in the winter. That's the only time I drink it. That's weird. No, it's when it's cold at night and I can't drink coffee. Oh, what kind of tea do you drink? Oh, man. I Okay, so we have celestial seasonings in the area, mm-hmm. which is great, right? Mm-hmm. They have a, a maple ginger tea. Mm. Which is like maple syrup and ginger, and that seems like the weirdest combination. No, it sounds good. But it's really good in the winter. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so John, you've had a great summer. I I've have. had a great summer. Uh-huh. Thomas is actually back pretty soon here. Man. I know. That's going to be fun. I've missed that guy. I've not missed eating rolly hot dogs. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, okay, but there's something that Calvary needs to know about you that I know about you. Uh, Uh-oh. You picked up a recent hobby in the last year and a half, and that hobby is called golf, right? Uh, you've you've considered it like a you're gonna get better at it, right? Um, maybe that, that's unclear if that will actually happen. Really? Yeah. You you were like we played golf earlier this summer mm-hmm. in June, and you had some amazing amazing shots. Well. That is not indicative of my game. <laughs> I know we're like, I know you're... A, I also uh, had some atrocious <laughs> shots. Everyone in golf has atrocious shots. Everyone. Even the PGA players have atrocious shots. Uh, yeah. But, they have very few of them. But. I, I have a lot of them. No. And uh, it's unclear whether I will um, ever become competent. But I would like to. Yeah, maybe it's okay. I mean, I get it. We're sort of in that life stage of like we have lots of kids and school and activities. So there's not a lot of bandwidth for a hobby. You can say to your wife, I'm going to be gone for five hours on Saturday. Well, see, the difference is, though, I mean, um, my wife is a very good golfer. Oh, she played in high school. Okay, And also is just amazingly athletic. Yeah. And basically very good at everything oh those are annoying people <laughs> yeah so um she's my playing partner okay uh but she had a little in one of our other hobbies that we enjoy mountain biking um, yeah she had a little bike crash earlier this season and tore her rotator cuff and her shoulder oh no i haven't heard of this this yeah. isn't breaking news on the <laughs> weekly right here <laughs> so uh that means swinging a golf club has been difficult for her so we haven't been playing very much wow okay that's funny because i've tried to i've 
suggested that perhaps she could just be my caddy. Right. And then I could play. <laughs> and um, let's just say we yeah, haven't that, done that. Yeah, there's no way that's happening. That's hilarious. That's funny because this summer I, my, my family bought me uh, a ticket to the mountain to ride mountain bikes for Father's Day. Where at? Winter Park? So Crested Butte. Oh, fun. Yeah, I know. That's and I love riding at Crested Butte. My brother-in-law and I, who he's a daredevil, I am not. Mm-hmm. So they usually send me with him to keep him alive. Like mm-hmm. I'm that guy, you know, yeah. and he's that guy. You tell him to slow down. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And we, we got the whole thing, rented the, the bikes, the lift ticket, the gear, the helmet. It was all safe for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I killed so many daisies with a going around the turn and like my wheel came out i had a bruised rib for like a week and a half and it was really hard to sleep at night and had road rash and we had the time of our life we we giggled like little school girls going down (laughs) the mountain together it was so much fun oh that's great yeah summer is great around colorado isn't it Mm -hmm. okay also let me jump into actually what is happening at calvary so that this is not a podcast about just Jay and John talking. You want to go to calvarybible.com slash events to hear all the great happenings at Calvary. There are some Sunday fun days coming up on your campus, so you want to check in and make sure you know and are informed when those are happening. Also, we have high school fall retreat is just around the corner. I cannot believe that. That's amazing. High school fall retreat is happening really soon. It's happening in September, so you want to get your kids uh, your students involved on in that and go to calvarybible.com slash events. Also, this month in August, we have baptism service on the Erie campus and the Boulder campus. And if you're interested in baptism, you want to click on the baptism logo there. Yeah, for we sure. We would love to have that be part of your story here at Calvary if you haven't done that. Also, we have so many great things happening. Um, I keep saying that. But you go to calvarybible.com slash events because church is upon us, falls upon us. And as a as a guy who sits on staff and hears all the great things that are planned, sees the calendar, it's just going to be a great fall. So looking forward to it. That's why I, I am genuinely excited about what's happening here at Calvary. You're always excited, fall. Jay. I appreciate that about you. You know what? My name, Jay, is actually the version of joy for females and that 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 is ma- you just made that up no it is true i, I don't true. think that's true yeah it is okay. it's very true okay uh so anyways i'm gonna google that's that why i'm later excited great uh, you know i now. have been rebuttaled on this podcast more this summer without <laughs> thomas than any other summer before i podcasted well we, but that's also i think he told us that we needed to keep you in line <laughs> while he was away so we're trying to all right. responsible. Well, you know, the weekly is also a food podcast. Did you know that? Oh, wow. You know, well, you're looking at your watch like, how long am I going to be here today? <laughs> Settle in, bud. Settle in. What's been your favorite meal this summer? We have uh, some friends who got one of these um, fancy pizza ovens. Have you heard about these? It's called like an uni. No, I have not. Yeah, they're they're small. Okay. Like you can put it on a table. You can hook it up either to a propane tank or you can feed it with wood pellets. But it gets to like a thousand degrees. <laughs> so you're burning the house down. Well, you do it outside. You can't okay. do it inside. Yes, okay. you would you would die if you cooked inside. <laughs> but you cook your pizza in like ninety seconds. 
90 seconds? I'm not exaggerating. Wow. So two weeks ago, um, our friend Lisa had us over for dinner, and we made a bunch of different pizzas. And the cool thing is, because it only takes 90 seconds, I mean, you throw it in there, and then you have a pizza immediately. Yeah. And, um, the first one we tried... She said, it'll take about 90 seconds, and we didn't believe her. And she was in the kitchen, and some of us were out on the back deck, and we had it in there for two minutes. <laughs> Literally two minutes. Yeah. And it came out charred, <laughs> on, like inedible. <laughs> That's great. But, um, I mean, it's, yeah, it was, so that was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. That's really fun. Okay, so in town here, I don't know if you've had the, ever the, the best taco of this town, but it's the Nashville hot taco and it's at the, the taco of what town of Erie of Erie, Colorado. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that since we were podcasting in Erie. Okay. So this town and that's where my love is anyways, but, um, it's at the birdhouse, which is a little taqueria and actually noodles place, which it sounds like a really interesting combo. Yeah. I'm getting the John base, okay. <laughs> but here, those don't go together. The, there is a Nashville hot taco that will woo you. And melt your heart for the rest of your life. Wow. That's that good. So that's my favorite meal of the summer so well, far. Thanks for the recommendation. Outside, outside at night, on a date night. The vibes are great. Natural hot taco. Cool. Okay, so actually. Is this why people tune in for this? Yeah, they, they okay. do. This is why your mom tunes in okay. for this. Get all the happenings of her, her son and what's happening at Calvary. Okay, so we are talking in this series about our vision here at Calvary in August. We think this is a great opportunity to slow down for you to catch what Calvary is about. Empowering leaders is our, our one of our statements. We've, we've talked about make disciples with Perry two weeks ago, but this week we're talking about empowering leaders. And we train and equip leaders in our church, community, and world to make disciples of Jesus. And I have this guest here today, John Boyle, who is just a great guest to sort of debrief, talk about this vision of empowered leaders here at Calvary. So, John, take it away. <laughs> was, that a, how, was that a question? I don't know how to segue into that. Okay. What do, when we say empowered leaders here at Calvary, what do we mean? Let me ask it that way. Uh, you know, when, when we um, speak about empowering leaders as a part of our church vision, oftentimes a vision statement is... Um, like a, an aspirational goal of something that we hope will happen in the future. Right. Um, but we, when we think about vision at Calvary, there is that, that, that we want to aspire to being a church that makes disciples and empowers leaders and multiplies churches. But at, at the same time, that has just been sort of the, um, the reality of what has happened at Calvary over our 132 years of ministry that, uh, Calvary has always been a church that has, at, at its heart, lived out its mission of building Christ-centered communities of people who are fully devoted to loving God and loving others by making disciples, empowering leaders, multiplying churches. Um, that's that's what's happened in the 1800s, in the 1900s, What's we pray is happening now, and what uh, we pray will continue to happen in the future. So Calvary has an amazing history. Um, as far back as we know, uh, where empowered, uh, where leaders have been empowered, where um, folks who have grown up in the congregation have sensed the call of God to lead in their families, to lead in the community, to perhaps um, uh, pursue 
a life of vocational ministry, whether that's as pastors or missionaries or serving parachurch organizations. Um, and so we, we just view that as a unique way that God has gifted our church and something that we want to continue doing by his grace in the future. Yeah. So that's a, that's wonderful, John. Um, sort of define for us, what do you think a leader is? As we like, you know, if mom's listening today and she's in the grind of those years of early childhood, having those, those kids around her or, um, someone who's re- just become a retiree yeah. here at Calvary or, uh, those who are, um, in the middle of their, their career stage mm-hmm. or those graduating from college, what do you consider a leader around here at Calvary? Yeah. I think one of the challenges of using the word leader to describe something that we feel called to do is that people might see that word and say, I am not one. I think that depends on what your definition of a leader is. And some people think that a leader is someone who has authority, like they're at the top of the org chart. They have a fancy title. Um, They have a big span of control. They have a key that can get into every building. Every, every, every door, every yeah, door. sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have power. Right. You have authority. But, I mean, I know a lot of people who occupy high levels of leadership, and we see it all the time, unfortunately, in the news, who I wouldn't call effective leaders. I wouldn't right. even call them leaders just because they have authority. I think a leader, though, is best defined by influence because the people who are are real change makers in the world are the ones who are able to influence others regardless of whether their name is even on an org chart or whether they have the key that opens all the doors. Like they're the ones who can come alongside people and help them grow and develop. And that's what's in our mind Mm -hmm. is that we all, I think everybody has influence in the different uh, spheres of influence that they have in their life, in their family, at work, like you don't have to have a title to have influence. And if you think you do, um, I, I would just encourage you to think about the ways that you've been influenced by people who maybe didn't have a title or didn't That's have right. authority over you. That's right. Cool. Uh, so like when we talk about people here at Calvary, we just want you to consider where's your influence. Mm-hmm. So could be in the community, yeah. you know, could be at school, could be amongst your peer group. Yep. Could be in your family, of course. Could be at work. Um, and of course, there are people who do have authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, needs to be stewarded well. And you need to think about how influential you might be if you are a parent or if you you know, are a boss at work um, or if you lead a team or if you're a coach. You know, you, you do have authority, but you also have you need, you need to steward that authority and uh, think about how you're influencing people. Yeah, you know, and I sort of think about, uh, and we talked about this before we hit record, is Paul and Timothy mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Explain, like, what that relationship is for someone who doesn't know what's really going on behind the, the words and scenes of the New Testament. Yeah, so, you know, Paul was uh, had this extraordinary call to ministry by the Lord Jesus, uh, when he appeared to him on the road to Damascus and uh, an extraordinary conversion from being a persecutor of the church to being one of the most important early church leaders, maybe the most important. And 
Paul was an empowering leader, and um, he empowered a lot of different uh, people in his ministry. But men, men and women. Men and women, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and one of the most famous, because he wrote a couple letters to him, is Timothy, who was a young leader and uh, who had been deeply influenced. I love the picture of Timothy, too, because he was deeply influenced in his faith by his mother and his grandmother. And Paul reminds him of that in some of the letters that he wrote to him. But, um, you know, we were in the book of 1 Thessalonians last year, and Paul and Timothy played key roles in that early church. Right. And Paul was run out of town because he was preaching the gospel there. And um, he sent Timothy. Timothy stayed behind, and uh, he empowered Timothy to be the leader of that church as a very young, inexperienced leader. And uh, I, I think the language that he used in... First Thessalonians chapter three, he talks about Timothy and refers to him as as God's coworker, <laughs> which like that's a that's a pretty empowering yeah. phrase. First Thessalonians three two, yeah, says our brother and God's coworker in the gospel of Christ. Yeah, like what an empowering way to speak about someone, right. and you know he's he's sort of sending Timothy into this difficult situation of a church that was struggling and needed leadership and to just speak about this young leader in those terms mm-hmm. set him up well to lead. Yeah. So that's a that's a cool example of empowering leadership. And he gave him real pastoral ministry to do. He sent him there to lead those people to teach them the gospel, not just okay, I need you to go and check in and report back to me and I'll do all the work, but he empowered him to lead in that context. Yeah, and gave him the authority to lead in yeah. the sense of you need to tell them if something's awry or amiss, it's up to you to sort of recorrect write, their yeah, yeah their beliefs. Wrong. Yeah. It's super interesting because if you just think about it you know, we know the story now, you know, we have all these great books and then we see church history unfold and all that stuff. But it, it's amazing that even in that moment, like God was using just these humble, no, no influence in the world type people to yeah. build about, to bring about the gospel to the nations. Yeah. You know, and we, we talked about this too, about the disciples and like, these are ordinary men. Yeah. You know, remember in Acts, uh, they're described as uneducated common men. Yeah. And they were turning the world upside down. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. It's just, it's just, uh, they were called by God to have influence of his kingdom and to go to the world. Yeah. It's amazing. So, okay, we talk about power leaders here at Calvary. We, ha- we do have a mechanism to do this. Um, I know if you're around Calvary long enough, you probably have bumped into this language already or even experienced in these departments at Calvary, um, the leadership pipeline. But we see this as a really key step in empowering leaders. Explain to those who are unfamiliar at Calvary what the leadership pipeline is and what we hope it accomplishes throughout our organization. So uh, most churches, and uh, we, we have been this way over the years, um, their philosophy for leadership development is an organic one. You're right. And um, I think that's the way that leaders have been developed at Calvary historically is just kind of, you know, mentoring one-on-one from people and it's not really planned and it just happens. Which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It accomplished accomplished some great things. Oh, absolutely. But we realized as, as our 
as we were multiplying churches and as our church was growing, that we wanted to make sure that we didn't lose that beautiful, organic leadership development that has been a part of the heartbeat of our church forever, as as long as Calvary has existed. So we wanted, um, we did some work together as a staff team to say, okay, what has been um, really helpful experiences for those of us who have been empowered in deep ways? And what have been the ways we have empowered people over the years? And how can we make sure to reproduce that and help train other people about this is how we want to reproduce and empower leaders? So we've tried to you know, put put together a simple process, make sure that we're um, training and equipping and developing people. You know, we see the the responsibility of the staff at Calvary. Like our, our main goal and objective is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's right. And so um, we, we wanted to sort of capture how do we do that and codify what's our process for making sure that that's reproducible. So that's the, that's the heart behind the pipeline. Yeah. And if you've been in Calvary, you'll, you're going to start to bump into it even more because we think after the pandemic that there's a great opportunity for us to recruit new leaders of influence, Mm -hmm. to call people into what's happening here at the, at Calvary specifically. And these are mechanisms we want to give everyone a chance to have the best training sort of knowledge, street level knowledge of how we live out this great vision statement of Calvary. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. We talk about these things and we talk about empowered leaders. Um, How have you been empowered as a leader? I know that, you know, you hold this title now, which I said, and you hate when I say it, but, um, (laughs) How have you been empowered here at Calvary over the years that you've been here? Yeah, so our vision to empower leaders means so much to me because I have personally experienced it. Mm -hmm. And I would love for everybody else in the unique ways that God has gifted and called them to experience um, the, the kind of empowered leadership that I have experienced. So I started coming to Calvary when I was a freshman at CU Boulder. Wow. That was uh, a long time ago. <laughs> I think 22 years ago this month, wow. 1999, I first set foot at the Boulder campus. And um, I was getting my degree in broadcast news, and um, I was a part of a Christian fraternity at Calvary, uh, sorry, at CU, and attended Calvary throughout college. So I'm part of AGO, which was the Christian fraternity on campus, still on campus at CU. It was really influential in my life, and, and so was Calvary during college. And we would do this thing every year at the end of the semester um, that fraternities and sororities do called initiation. And part of what we would do is um, the, the guys who were in my house, we all went to different churches. Many of us went to Calvary, but some went to other churches in the city of Boulder too. But when we would go through the initiation process where the Guys who were joining the fraternity would come in. We'd teach them all the secrets, you know, et cetera. Um, We would all go to church together that weekend when we were initiating the pledges. And so one year we said we're going to go to Calvary together. So um, we knew Pastor Tom. We had invited him to come to some Bible studies and, you know, ask the pastor sort of things at AGO. So 
we just gave him a heads up. Hey, we just want to let you know that about 50 of us are going to come to church next Sunday. We're all going to be wearing our fraternity sweatshirts. Like it's going to be very noticeable. We just didn't want you to be caught off guard. Yeah. Thanks for giving him a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> and Double he, order the donuts. Yeah. We need more donuts right. for those guys. So he said, oh, that's awesome. Um, would you guys come up on stage and you could share about AGO? I bet the congregation would love to hear about what you're doing on campus and then we'll pray for you. We said, sure. So um, because my degree was in broadcasting and because, <laughs> because Calvary was my church, the fraternity was like, well, you have to be the one to talk. Right. So I did. I shared a little bit uh, about our ministry at CU and then Tom prayed for us and uh by the providence of God, one of my good friends, uh, Allie Monroe, now Larson, who actually introduced Lindsay and I, um, she was at church that Sunday and had her camera with her. And for some reason, in this moment, while we're praying, had the presence of mind to take her camera out and take a picture wow. of this moment where Tom's praying for us. That's incredible. <laughs> and we're all wearing our AGO shirts. Yeah. And uh, we're all up on stage there. And after that... Um, experience. Tom just sent me an email and said, you know, I'm a whatever, I think junior, senior in college. He said, Hey, thanks so much for sharing. And then he said, you have a communication gift and you should use it at Calvary. And that was the first time anybody had ever linked what I was working on in college and what I felt like I was whatever sort of good at with, I might be able to use that in the kingdom and it was like a light bulb moment for me. And so he asked me to share my testimony during church one Sunday. And then I started doing announcements occasionally. And then I joined the staff. And when I joined staff, I was um, a uh, administrative assistant in the front office, answering phones and writing the bulletin. Thought I would work at Calvary for six months. Right. And then there has just been this progression of then I became the director of communication and took on some other responsibilities and led the operations team for a while and uh, but got ordained and, you know, started preaching. And anyway, like I, none of this was my plan. Right. Didn't anticipate it. Right. But I've just experienced such an empowering leadership culture over the 17 years I've been on staff that. I just would love for other people to experience in their own way yeah. being empowered. John, that's an incredible story. And we, we're just so thankful you would share it with us and let us listen in on what God has been up to in your life. Um, and it's a really great reminder for all of us at Calvary that we really need to, maybe this week, take some moments and say, where do we have influence? Where do we see God working in our life? What is he asking us to step into? How can we um, share our faith and share our lives with people around us? It's not for our, our benefit, you know. It's not to job title claim and job descriptions to get better and better and mm -hmm. the authority to get more and more. It's about really what God's doing and how we can best serve Him and live inside inside this like idea of kingdom of God. Yeah, you know we. We're just participating with him of what he's already up to in the world. And um, that's a really great reminder for all of us to say, where are our gifts? You know, you had a communication gift. Um, 
and how does that link up to what God's doing, what God wants to accomplish? Well, so you don't just uh, serve at Calvary. Like, you do stuff in the community here in Erie. Like, what are some of the ways that you have opportunity to influence in the community? Yeah, you know, um, since, like, ever since basically high school, I have felt always that I was a coach Mm -hmm. in some ways. And so I coached tennis for Mm -hmm. young kids. I ran, like, tennis camps. And then in college, I did soccer with Mm -hmm. kids. And today, you know, um, I do soccer in the fall and baseball in the summer. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really important place for me to give them some, not only some basic skills for those sports that I love and know, but also influence them and tell them that they they matter, that they uh, are important, that they belong. And so I see that as a community sort of place where I, I serve in our community and that's outstanding. Yeah. And I think what's so cool about that is when, you know, you get to know people and you're in that case, you are in a position like you're a coach, right? But, um, you, you get opportunities to influence people and you just never know when you're rubbing shoulders with people that you, you know, may not otherwise rub shoulders with and they're around you in your community and they're your neighbors. When those moments that are divinely appointed by God, that you're able to step in to their life and care for them or love them or share Christ with them or just be the the example of Jesus in their life that they might not otherwise have. Totally. I love hearing stories about people who, you know, uh, catch the vision of, okay, I, I can have influence, you know, by serving in the PTA or mm-hmm. by loving my neighbors, just being a good neighbor or right. coaching soccer or volunteering in the community like those are awesome and we hope that as we're all a part of calvary and we're a part of a community of people who are pouring into us and we're hearing god's word preached and we're serving here and we're serving out in the community that we we know god uses those opportunities to expand his kingdom yeah and there's a lot of joy in that yeah yeah when you when you see the connection between what are your passions and what are god's passions there that's when joy happens yeah and that's where life happens and um i totally agree i think that's a really important reminder for all of us to consider those things yeah so as we you know we're having the serve and connect expos here uh on your campuses over the next few weeks and there are, there are a number of opportunities here at Calvary to serve, but we don't just think about leadership as being for our own internal That's purposes right. and needs. Like we want to empower leaders who go out to the place where God has called them. You mm-hmm. know, like we all have our sphere of influence that's unique and different, you know, like if I tried to coach a soccer team, Jay, I, <laughs> I would have zero influence. <laughs> um, but like you're gifted in that. You yeah. can do that. And I, I love to think through with people about what are the ways that God has gifted them that they could take a step and jump into and cool. see what God does with that. Oh, yeah, John. I love a well-organized drill. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. like, it's magnificent. Maybe, could you be my golf coach? You know what? I, I have golfed longer than you. Yes. But you have more talent than I do. That's I not can true. see it. I can your swing is real smooth. And I can I, see it. I'm envious of it. I don't <laughs> know if that's sinful, but I would like your help. Hey Calvary, we're so thankful you're tuning in to the weekly. 
like always, you can reach out to us at theweekly@calvarybible.com. Also, you know, we've been talking about this of empowering leaders and thinking about how you can get involved. If you go to the calvarybible.com and click on your event or your, not your event, your campus, you'll get the mobile bulletin. And it's a special mobile bulletin right now because it has a some check boxes of how you maybe can get involved at Calvary. So go to calvarybible.com, click on that. Also, if you want to think about your community, another great resource here at Calvary is calvarybible.com slash sent. Mm-hmm. And that's S-E-N-T. A, S-E-N-T. And we have a team that's been thinking about how do we influence our community where we live, work, and play with the gospel. And there's some great resources there too. Okay, John, it's been great to have you, man. Thanks for inviting me, Jay. Yeah, enjoy your tea. I, I will enjoy my coffee. And uh, yeah, man, I hope to see you on the links someday. Well, Lord willing. A lot of work to do. (laughs) Whatever. Calvary, we love you. Talk to you soon. Peace out.